welcome back to this week's episode of The Known Podcast. I'm Liz Burns, and this week I'm joined by special guest, Brittany Powell. We are discussing all things women in different generations, our biases, and what we can learn from one another. Let's jump into it. Hello, friends. I hope you had an amazing Easter um, we did, of course, listen, we are back in flag football season with our middle son. Um, this is the time of the year where I have to remind my husband that he is a pastor um, at the games when he starts yelling at refs and he starts, you know, openly mocking other kids I'm like listen we have to remember we are pastors in this city because as much as we adore our son you know and if you wrong my son like there was a game last season where a child kind of like angry angrily shoved my son and let me tell you I was about two feet off the field before I was ready to storm it I don't know how to handle these situations because like Jason's bad but I'm pretty bad too like there was a call at a game for our other son that was missed and my husband's like getting the crowd to chant that it was a face mask call like there's just we're not good because we're both very driven personalities we like winning we really like our kids so it's kind of a crazy scary cocktail um do you have any horror stories of bad behaviors on or off the field when your kids sports are involved let us know. We'd love to hear that we're not alone. And we'll be right back with more of the Known Podcast. Welcome back to the Known Podcast. And it's my honor to introduce my friend, Brittany Powell. Brittany, welcome to the Known Podcast. Thank you for having me. So much fun. I'm so excited that you're here. Okay, I know you and I'm just now getting to know you. But for our listeners, will you tell them 30 seconds of who are you? Yes, in 30 seconds. Let's see. Uh, my <laughs> name life. is Brittany Powell. I am 35 years old and coming to the terms with that because I feel like I'm 17 <laughs> and holding. Um, I am the mom to two boys, Braxton and Grayson. Braxton is eight years old and he is all things me. So um, he keeps me humble. And Grayson is all things James. He's our five-year-old, and he um, keeps me questioning how my mother-in-law did not send my husband to meet Jesus at an early age. Uh, we are 200 and somewhat days new to the Lakeland area, and we are uh, at Southeastern University as the campus pastors. So oh. enjoying life, and they keep us young. Yes, go SEU. I'm an alumni. My husband's an alumni. Sam to Junior Nathan is an alumni. We we love our Southeastern family here. Um, Britt, at the podcast... We talk about animals, so tell the listeners what pet you have in your house. And you know this is an exciting one for me. Go ahead. Yes, so the Powell family just got, over Christmas, a new addition. Uh, we got a six-month-old French bulldog named Kobe, um, Kobe after the late and great Kobe Bryant. Yes. And so if you're a LeBron fan, I'll pray for you. I'm sorry, Ooh. but we are Ooh. Kobe people. Um, and yeah, so we had a Weimaraner who was in our family. He had just turned 11 years old and it was his time. Ooh. And when he passed, I got rid of all dog things yeah. because my heart was torn. I go, no more dogs. Yeah. And then late one night, the Facebook ad got me. Ooh. I was scrolling right before Christmas on Facebook and it was all these puppies faces and I leaned over to my husband and I said, I just really miss Max. Yeah. I should have never said those words because then we went down. What would it be like to have a puppy? Yeah. And then Kobe entered our world um, and it took me about a month 
to love him because yeah. he was so cute. I liked him. Uh, but now he's a mama's boy and he it's it's bad. It's is he bad. like full housebroken and all those things? He is now. Yeah. So when we first got him, he was not. And the people that we got him from, because we got him at six months old, we yeah. thought surely yeah. he'll be housebroken. No. And here's what's so crazy. <laughs> I, you may never have me on the podcast again after I no, say this. No, this is the best talk we've but ever like, had. Forget everything yeah. you were going to talk about. This is going to be 30 minutes about friendship. But when we put Max, our Weimariner, down, I got his ashes because okay. I wanted to bury him at my parents' house under the oak tree with all my other animals from growing Don't up start, um and cry. so i have them in a cabinet in the bathroom no. and kobe no. oh my would only use the bathroom on the rug right by the ashes and i would <laughs> go in there and i'd be like my man you do it again i'm gonna put you in a box <laughs> like you better stop <laughs> listen all of you out there this is real okay we know about like you know i have puppy george yeah. who is not even six months he's gonna be six months on the 20th but we're still like Jason. I think I'm going to come home one day and he's just like in the trash can because there's times I'm like, George, you can't do this, my man. You can't yeah. look at me and 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 have that okay like, yes. eye contact. Does he just look straight at you and then like lets his like his bowels just that's go blatant. <laughs> See, in my terms, when you're looking at me like that's intentional, like that's that's you saying like I'm sending yes. you a message yes. like and I'm like, you know what, George? And the thing is, is listen, here's the thing. I'm going to have to now that I know this, like you and I are going to have to do a full podcast one day yeah. about about just the dogs oh perfect and we'll bring the dogs yes and it'll be a catastrophe yes. but I will love every second of it <laughs> they'll like jump on us and it's so I'll funny to it. me because I feel like their little faces are like old men trapped in their <laughs> little true. bodies so when he looks the at wrinkles. me he's like I can do this because you know I'm cute they're wrinkly and I'm like you're so cute but I'm so mad at you I'm gonna move on but listen <laughs> I was gonna say we just came from this is so dark we just did our will which like is a terrible thing to do but you have to yes and I said to my husband I was like so help me God if I die and you get rid of my dogs <gasps> oh. I was like you I said sound engineer Nathan is dying he wants to leave us right now but I said I'm gonna put in the will that like if I die you have to treat the dogs like I treat them exactly which means you have to baby talk them like yeah. you have to yeah. call them your king 100%. and your sweetheart and like and he was just like I don't think so and I was <laughs> like okay well then I'm never dying so. and that's why he's gonna have to die first yeah. <laughs> darkest podcast we've done if you're still listening we have a point we just got very excited about the dogs shout out frenchies if you're listening we love you you crazy little smush face babies um brit you work at southeastern you guys are on the campus all day and i feel like something i noticed okay so you're 35 you said yes okay so i'm 39 so that makes us millennials but like older millennials like me especially um but like I feel like I'm a zennial sometimes like sometimes I feel gen x yeah um but something I've noticed is I feel like people in our generation and above talk down Mm. about the younger generations and I was just kind of wondering like what do you see in say gen z which Mm -hmm. is what what do we define gen z as what is the age range there Uh, gen z is actually um it's from 10 to 25 okay okay so it starts really young yeah Yeah. um and i think one of the things that i've noticed we i've never been on a college campus before so i've done college courses online and then i was homeschooled all of my life so (laughs) why not god has such a sense of humor to throw us like full on college campus and college life and one of the things that I quickly picked up on, especially walking out of a pandemic and having um, our election and just a lot of different things exploding in mm, the world, yeah. the generation of Gen Z, they are about answering the questions mm. and not scared to ask the questions. Interesting. Whereas older generations, you don't talk about it. Okay. Um, 
especially on a platform or amongst other people. So you can have a conversation with your friend or your mom. I would have conversations with my mom, but you never really talked about Mm. what was happening in the world. And they're not scared to talk about it, but they bring it with such an approach of what do I get from it? Interesting. And so it's almost a very entitled, but not in a bad way. They're very entitled, but then when it comes to the work ethic, where our generation and the generations above us, we pride ourselves on hard work and um, being financially well-being and just taking care of business, they're more uneasy on that. So it's like Hmm. it's reversed, where they're uncertain about their calling, what they're going to walk into, because everything has to benefit them. Hmm. What am I getting out of it? And so when it comes to the other generations talking about them, I think it's because the areas that the generations were weak, they're strong, Mm. but the areas that the other generations were strong, they're weak. Wow. And instead of having common ground and having a conversation, it's like, whoa, well, they should do this differently. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Do you think, like, we can't obviously not talk about the role, like, social media has played because... Gen Z is the first one coming up that had it. Like, yes. I mean, I'm 39, so, like, after school, I had to dial up. Yes. And that yes. was only in, like, high dear, school. Dear, dear. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> Listen, go ahead and tell me, what was your most embarrassing AOL screen name? Oh, my word. Jesus Freak, like, 777. Okay, because <laughs> I love you, because I truly, everyone's going to die. My friends listening already know. I had, you're going to, just be ready. It was Use Me God. Okay. <laughs> yep, there you go. Now, looking back, I'm like, but I just had a really earnest heart. Exactly. I just wanted to be used yeah. by God. You're like, I just want to be used by we, God. Go ahead. By the way, if you're listening, drop us your most embarrassing. Was it like skater girl? Like whatever it was. Tell us what was your AOL yeah. screen name. And the kids today don't know because no. that was the jam. But um, we had to do all that. So what, how do you think social media like played into making them the way they are? Oh, man. Um, I think back to my great, great grandmother, Grandma Falcon. We used to visit her in the nursing home and we would sneak her Big Macs because she (laughs) hated the food in the nursing home. I respect it. And she was 97 years old. And I remember my mom sitting down with her and this was in the 90s Mm. um, and saying, Grandma, it must have been nice the world that you lived in without social media Mm. and just living your life. And it was so peaceful. And she said, and she had a, I'm from Louisiana, so she had an old Cajun. And she said, my baby. (laughs) Misha, she said, the world was just as crazy. Mm. We just didn't have people telling us how our emotions should respond or react to it. Ooh. And a little that, wisdom from a 97 yes. year And I old. thought, well, if I eat Big Macs, will I have wisdom? No, yes. I just will have heartburn. Yeah, hearing <laughs> us now, friends, you've heard it here. Big Macs are the key to living a long life. Wait. Um, yeah, <laughs> along with Dr. Pepper, apparently. Right, yeah. Um, and so as we've approached looking at what does the world look like with social media, you're constantly comparing yourselves to other people but you realize they have so much power in their fingers Mm. because they can hide behind a screen. Uh But what the pandemic has given them is the confidence not to hide behind a screen, but because of all the social platforms and news media outlets and people in the world just forming and shaping their opinions, they're like, oh, well, if I'm not getting backlash from this, then I'm just going to share it verbally. And I don't care what you say or how you say it because I feel like I have the power because I've been given it through this platform. I I can see that. I feel like anymore it's sort of easy to find someone who will agree with basically anything. Yes. (laughs) You know, and I could say, has anyone ever felt this way? And Mm. you say, I'll find somebody online that says yes. And sometimes that's great. And that brings the power of understanding. And sometimes – that's really dangerous yes. because you could say, oh, yeah, um, yes. my, you know, someone, you could watch a friend go down the path of like, I'm going to leave my marriage. And someone goes, go, girl, live yeah. your truth, you know, and I'm watching going, wait a minute, wait yes. a minute, where are her true friends? Yes. You know? Yes. A- and that's, 
I think part of the danger, um, you know, generationally, what is something good spiritually Mm. you see in this generation? Um, Because we give them a lot of flack. We hear all these things. What is something spiritually that you think is a good trend? I think spiritually a good trend is, is they want the truth. Mm. And so, especially when it comes to the word of God. Mm. And so don't water down the word of God and don't put an emotional story Hmm. to get an emotional response out of me. So while they're being fed emotionally through social media, when it comes to what's right or what's wrong biblically, Hmm. they want you to just give it to them straight. And they want to walk in that truth and they want to walk in that light. And so it's making them... Um, dive into the word of God more for their own. Yeah. And um, because it's a cancel culture. So, you know, if you say the wrong thing, they're like, ah, canceled. (laughs) Or that's a red flag or, you know, all the different terminologies. But the only way that you can truly cancel somebody out that's in a spiritual position is if you know the word of God. Mm. And you can fact check them. Not that I'm endorsing fact checking. Yeah. But I remember growing up, it was very much, well, I believe this way because that's what my pastor said yes. and that's what my mom and dad said. Yes. And so my relationship with God was solely based on the fear of missing the mark, for a better lack yeah. of better terms. Um, I wanted, if I sinned, I needed herp and repent because in case something were to happen or the rapture were to take place, I don't want to miss it. <laughs> we were all so afraid which is, of the rapture, which, y'all. Yeah, which is, we were all so afraid. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I didn't have my own convictions. I yeah. didn't know what they were. They were handed down to me. And this generation, they know what their convictions are, whether they're right or wrong for them, they're theirs Mm. and they hold true to it. Yeah. Um, But sometimes can fault and hold other people to their own convictions. And so they're working their salvation out truly, I think, with fear and trembling. Wow. Yeah, I think, too, like the fact that they have this knowledge at their fingertips that maybe I'm like thinking if I was 16, like, am I going to go pull up like a concordance? Am I going to go pull yes. up, you <laughs> yes. know, Strong's and, and like look in these things and, and then look at like biblical texts? Yes. Like I didn't. So you kind of trusted what was said yes. on Sunday. 100%. And so that can be good, but that can also be blind. And that can be like lead to spiritual abuse. Yes. And... You know, I think one trend that I love is um, the recognition of, like, mental health as Mm. an actual issue. Yes. What do you see? Like, I feel like that's such a buzzword with younger Mm -hmm. kids these days, and I I actually love that. Do you notice that, like, kids seem to be taking notice of these things? Like, okay, my mental health. Yes. I feel like that's a buzzword almost. I think it is. It floats around, but it has power to it, and so it – used to I feel like was you didn't talk about if you had mental health issues right. if something was wrong with you right and now we promote like healthiness mm. as a whole yeah spiritual health mental health personal health optimal health like you have if everything's healthy then you're at your best capacity yeah. to serve the Lord and serve your community yeah but if something's off, off kilter then it throws everything off and so the fact that they're aware of how they process things or that they have a person that they can go to Mm. that is a safe place and a safe space for them to process what they're walking through. I can only imagine and think um, what our young kids are are ones that are, you know, seven and eight years old. By the time they get to be that age, Mm. this will not be a uh, topic where they'll be ashamed of it. It'll, it'll be so ingrained in the culture that if they struggle with something, they won't have a hard time finding resources. Yeah, it's true. Because they have made it 
such a open, vulnerable, it's okay to process this wow. with safe people. I'm so grateful for that. Because yes. like as somebody who has had depressive episodes, as somebody who's struggled with different emotional things, like there was a layer of, I think, guilt yeah. originally as a believer that you felt of like, and then like how does that help? So if you're depressed, then you have a layer of feeling I'm depressed and I'm guilty for feeling yes. depressed. Yes. That doesn't help. Yes. You know, but to know like not only is this okay, not only can a believer struggle with these yes. things, but like you can find resources or like pro counseling, yes. like Pastor Jason and I are the first ones to be like, come meet with us for a biblical yes. counsel, but sometimes you need professional help, you know, yes. things like that. Um, I, I love that trend because I think like that's going to really save lives, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, as Similarly as these positive things, what are some dangers that you see um, with the Gen Z that like those of us who are older can help with and mm -hmm. like things we can bring to the table to help guide them because you think, okay, that's a little bit more of a dangerous trend. That yeah. one is a red flag, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some that come up to my, my head right off topic and I don't, we don't have a lot of time. And so I don't want to open the can <laughs> of worms, but I feel like I'm just going to open it. I think one of the trends right now that is a danger is sexuality yeah. and human sexuality. Um, we hitting it head on as a campus. It's a topic that people don't want to talk about, but it's mm. something that everybody is struggling with whether someone is struggling with their identity or someone lo like loves someone and is in a friendship with someone that is struggling and they don't mm. know what to do and they're like well biblically I need to do this and yeah. sin is sin and and trying to navigate and figure out uh, the approach and yeah. I was just talking with Caleb Coltenbach who is a, um, a s expert on sexuality human sexuality mm. yesterday and he said Brit what we have to do on our side, if that's not a struggle that we have, what we have to do is not take on the offenses of the yeah. people that are struggling, but just love them through it and give yeah. them guidance and counsel to the best of our ability, but then point them yeah. to people that are wired, have done the background, have studied, have got the degrees, mm. know the science behind it, know the spirituality yeah. and the truth behind it and point them in those directions. Yeah. Um, and so I think a big red flag is if somebody that you know is struggling with that, don't take on their offense because you're fueling their fire, mm. but love them through it and get them resources. Yeah. And then if you're somebody that's struggling and you feel like you're isolated and alone, don't hide because yeah. the enemy wants to trap us in our secret place and our hiding place. Mm. Anytime I'm alone and isolated, I am so susceptible for the enemy to come in and just destroy my mind. Mm. But when I surround myself with people that love me and believe in me, then I'm able to open up and find guidance, wholeness, and healing. Yeah. Um, and so find some people that love you. And I think a great place, like if you don't have a local church, come to Access. And I'm not just <laughs> plugging Access, but you have pastors. Yeah. You and Jason love so authentically and, and are so vulnerable with your lives mm. that it's a safe place for people yeah. to process and you guys to give them guidance. Oh, well, that is uh, so kind. I Actually, it leads to what I was going to say. The one red flag I've noticed is like a trade from authentic community and intimacy for an easy yes. community and authenticity, which I see in the trend of let's stay home. Mm -hmm. You know, we have every movie and TV show ever made at our fingertips. Yep. Like, y'all don't know the struggle yeah. of running home to watch a show. Because <laughs> yes. if you ain't seen it, you was going to miss it. Um, but you can be quote-unquote connected or you yes. can quote-unquote have followers but there's nothing like sitting across from somebody and there is nothing like human eye to eye. Yes. And there is nothing like your people in your life who call you on your yes. stuff. It's easy to find, yes, people online who think like you, yes. who believe like you. Yes. But is that true mm -hmm. biblical community? Yes. And that's the one that frightens me um, more so. You know, we are 
I believe there can be bias against generations. But friends, like if you're listening and you're in that age group, I just urge you um, seek truth, but seek it from people who, yes. you know, have, should have that voice. Yes. You know, um, your husband said in his message on Sunday, don't be getting your theology from TikTok. Yes. You know, um, Amen. <laughs> I just, you know, it's easy to do that, but reach out to someone, yes. have people around you. I mean, those of us in ministry, we know like, yeah. if I'm looking around and no one's opposing me, like at some point yeah. there's a problem, yeah. you know. We yeah. often say you need to have people in your life that know you. So like they know you so they can know you, like mm. tell you, no, don't do that. Oh, no. So they know you well enough we have that they can <laughs> tell you no, which is so hard because you're like, oh, I have to let somebody in all the way. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. But that's called accountability. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, um, and so I just think the more students realize that people want to know them for who they are and not judge them for who they are. Mm. They just want to know them so they can bring some alignment to their life so they could create healthy habits. Yeah. Because I do believe that this generation coming up is going to change the world. Yes. And we have the opportunity to speak life into them to change the world for the better. Well, that's the perfect segue into my last question, which was one, what's one thing you would tell this generation that you will hope they know and mm. as you're looking at them could see and say hey I wish you knew this or I wish I could tell you this I think I would say don't bash the generations behind you mm -hmm. but stand on their shoulders mm. and lift the lid yeah don't put a lid on the opportunity that you have in front of you to enhance the kingdom mm -hmm. Just do it. It's good. Do it with boldness and with passion and realize that you're standing on the shoulders of people that their legacy will never die because they'll carry, they'll carry it out. And don't be afraid and don't be scared. Um, and the Holy Spirit is not weird. The mm. Holy Spirit is our comforter and our guide. Yeah. And so lean into that and yeah. let him speak to you. And if you get it wrong, it's okay. Yeah. Just try. Yeah. Even if you fell, fell forward. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it, Britt. Listen, ladies, if you're listening and you have more questions or you want to keep this conversation going, reach out to us on Instagram at Known Ladies, wherever you follow us. Um, we'd love to point you to some more resources. But um, Britt, I loved having you here. Will you come back sometime with Kobe? Uh, of course. Thanks for having me. Okay. Will so you stay around for our Ask Us Anything section? Of course I will. Okay. Well, then we'll be right back with more of the Known Podcast. Welcome back to the Known Podcast, and it's time for our segment, Ask Us Anything. Listen, every week you can submit your questions at Known Ladies on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want. Uh, you could send me a letter. I don't know how you'd do that, but you know what? Who even has stamps? What is the price of one stamp right now? I don't know. Um, but today I asked Britt to stay. Britt, this is an exciting question we have. Are you ready for this? I, I'm so ready. Okay. Um, the question was said... Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. 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 I, I feel like no is a like a sufficient answer. You don't even need an explanation. I am Italian. Yeah. Like that borderline offends me. Do I put oranges in my spaghetti? Thank you. Thank you. What's next? Grapefruit yeah. in my ravioli. Gross. My God. Did my ancestors come from Sicily to Ellis Island to fight for you to put pineapple on your pizza? Sound engineer Nathan is laughing, by the way. Last week, we got his hot take on Disney movies, which was that Frozen was the best Disney movie. Nathan believes that pineapple belongs on pizza, but Britt told us, yeah, what did he say? But not not just, I said, so you're telling me you like hot pineapple, and he said, no, you yeah. don't have to have hot pineapple on pizza. To which we were like, huh? 
there, there's no debate there. Like, you're going to order a pizza and then take yeah. your can of pineapple yeah. out the fridge and crank it open and pour yeah. cold pineapple on hot pizza. Yeah. Do, you just, do you just buy a whole pineapple? Core it? Yeah. Shuck the core? I don't know what you do with a Is a shucking? Corn is shucking? Which, yeah, and then you just cut up your pineapple. You're throwing it on there. Like, what, what's going on in Nathan's yeah. life? Ladies, if you want to join us in prayer uh, for Nathan to find the truth in the way. Yeah. You know what belongs on pizza? Pepperoni. Yeah. And jalapenos because I like spice. I don't know about that actually. <laughs> um, black olives. Nope. Can't, oh, can't get see, down with tires. We were doing so well. <laughs> we were doing so Let's well. talk about Frenchies again. <laughs> Frenchies. They don't belong on pizza. Also speaking of France, great food, but not pizza. That's us in Italy. We have cornered the market on good food. <laughs> Love it. So we are giving a resounding no. And if you're looking for somebody who shares your terrible opinion, hit up Nathan. Uh, you can email him, Nathan at access.tv. Uh, and we'll be right back with more of the Known Podcast. Well, that is it for this week's episode of the Gnome Podcast. Friends, thank you so much for listening. My special thanks to Brittany Powell for being my guest today. And remember, it helps us out if you share and like our podcast. Listen, please never forget that you are known and loved by God. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.